0: Join us on our journey to the fringe. Hello and welcome to Journey to the Fringe, where, unlike Rotten Tomatoes, we are certified fringe by some guy in an alleyway, which is probably just as good. We are your alternate walkway approved hosts, Taylor and Chelsea, and today, talking about some Halloweeny topics that Chelsea has. Given me a vague idea about, but all I can say is superstition, as far as I know for right now. So, from here, I'll just yeah. let her take it away.
1: That's about all I can say as well.
0: Well, thank you for this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. See you next week. Turns out superstition is an incredibly complicated thing that goes back a long time. And there are many, many theories out there as to what, where, what, and why about superstition.
0: I thought it was created in the 1970s by James Brown. Or not James Brown, Rick James.
1: That's probably the most well... No, no, no. Yeah, where there is
0: superstition. He proclaimed it.
1: It's the catchiest of superstitions. (laughs) And you're not wrong. You are not wrong. And... So when I started looking up about superstitions, I was like, I'm going to be honest, this is far too confusing and I'm not interested in this. And it's the great and mighty month of Halloween after all. So let's just talk about superstitions, plain and simple. No debating and no confusing BS about like the backstory of superstitions because uh, it's too much. I'm going to it's too much. It's too much for you guys and me. So mostly me, so <laughs> I'd like to believe we all have our own superstitions, because after reading through a lot of these superstitions to get ready for this episode, I realized that I myself subscribed to most of them. <laughs> Not sure if I should be proud or ashamed, and in my defense, I don't subscribe to them all, as most of them, unfortunately. So, to put it simply... Is- I am yeah. actually
0: really curious, Does the evil eye come up?
1: It did, I didn't put it in.
0: It will be its own episode in the future at some
1: point, so that's good. Yeah, it came up briefly. Flee didn't make the cut though for some reason. I think I don't know what happened there. I can never tell you what happens when I put together an episode. It just kind of—it's
0: like the categories of can't decide.
1: Yeah. And
0: What's the other one?
1: You like go into tunnel vision with it, and then the feeling episode uncertain. Kind of feeling uncertain. Yes, I did actually put two separate episodes into each of those the other day. But I still can't tell you why. <laughs> It's just a feeling. <laughs> Anyhow, the episodes pretty much rate themselves. They they get put how they want to get put, so. That's all the explanation you need on the episode about superstitions. Okay. Simply put, As superstition is any belief or practice considered by non-practitioners to be irrational or supernatural, attributed to fate or magic, perceived supernatural influence, or fear of that which is unknown. It is commonly applied to beliefs and practices surrounding luck, amulets, astrology, fortune-telling spirits, and certain paranormal entities, particularly the belief that future events can be foretold by specific, apparently unrelated prior events.
0: Chelsea, I do have a question for you, just kind of at the start. Do you think the basis for most superstitions are undiagnosed OCD way back in the day?
1: It could be. I can't say no. (laughs) Because
0: I feel like it's just things that caught on, where it's like, no, if I don't do this, like, bad things will happen if I don't wear this amulet and rub it three times.
1: Yeah, I can't say no, but I only cover a select few. Nothing like that came up in the ones that I'm doing, but... Okay. I mean, something like that would be considered superstitious, along with... Oh, yeah, just
0: personal superstition. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So here's a quote that I liked about superstition. So here you go. I'm going to read it to you. Get ready. Superstition lives longer than books. It is engrafted on the human, I've never heard that word, on the human mind till it becomes a part of his existence. And it's carried from generation to generation on the stream of eternity with the proudest of fames, untroubled with the insect encroachments of oblivion, which books are infested with. That's a quote by John Clare. Wow, he
0: really likes his fancy words.
1: He really does. Me, not so much. I can't pronounce them.
0: (laughs) Good, good thesaurus work, John.
1: (laughs) So yeah, superstitions go back a really long time. And I find it funny that things that go back so long are so prevalent. And we're going to see. They're so prevalent in the superstitions that we have today. So let's talk about some superstitions now. I already said we're going to give you some good and spooky ones for Halloween that you might see come up with halloween or have to do with spooky things so let's start with friday the 13th this is more of a western superstition and it happens when you cross the unluckiness of 13 in conjunction with a friday which is generally an all right day in my opinion it's one of the better days in the week so i was a little confused about this it's top two for sure for sure like there's nothing better than a friday getting off work on a friday It's the end of the week. Like, that's the last day you're gonna have to work that week, hopefully, unless you work Saturday, in which case, that's a Thursday, Friday. So... The number 13 has all sorts of reasons to be unlucky. There's even a word for the fear of the number 13, which is Trixicada something like that. Yeah, it's a
0: terrible sounding word.
1: Yeah, so one of the reasons we don't like the number 13 and it's considered unlucky is coming from Norse mythology. In a well-known tale, 12 gods were invited to dine at Valhalla, a magnificent banquet hall in Asgard, the city of the gods. Loki, the god of strife and evil, crashed the party, raising the number of attendees to 13. The other gods tried to kick Loki out, and in the struggle that ensued, Baldur, the favorite among them, was killed. Hence why 13 is a lucky number in Norse mythology. And we see a lot of Norse mythology come up. We've had it come up in Christmas, Christmas. A, a lot, lot around Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, this one is now around the number 13. Scandinavian avoidance of 13-member dinner parties and dislike of the number 13 itself spread south to the rest of Europe. It was also reinforced in the Christian era by the story of the Last Supper, at which Judas, the disciple who betrayed Jesus, was the 13th guest at the table. And if you are not convinced by the unluckiness of this number with those two examples, then maybe this will convince you. The number 12 has frequently been seen as positive. So 12 months in a year, 12 signs of the Zodiac, and 12 days of Christmas, 12 tribes of Israel, naturally making its nearest neighboring number up the north upwards, 13, negative. It could never come close to being as good as 12. So why oh, is yeah, Friday- Oh yeah, a great number. 12 is amazing. So 13's never gonna live up. It
0: does piss me off on how we actually count it for hours in a day. What should naturally come after- 11 a.m chelsea 12 a.m right we should count 1 to 12 right
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, we don't. We count twelve to one to eleven. It's a terrible system.
1: Oh, now that you say that, it does make sense. Anyhow, continuing on. So, why is Friday the thirteenth considered so unlucky when it clearly should probably be a Monday? Like Monday the thirteenth sounds horrible.
0: That would sound <laughs>
1: more scary. Friday the thirteenth of October thirteen oh seven, King Philip the Fourth that would be, of France, was arrested and put to death hundreds of the Templar knights. That sentence doesn't
0: King happen. Philip put hundreds of the Templar knights and to death. And put to
1: death hundreds of the Templar knights. Yes, there, thank you. <laughs> in France, Friday the 13th might have been associated with misfortune as early as the first half of the 19th century. A character in the 1834 play Les Finesses des Triboulets. French is my first language you didn't notice how beautifully I said that. He states, I was born on a Friday, December 13th, 1813, from which come all of my misfortunes. And then an early documented reference in English occurs in H.S. Edwards' biography of Giacchino Rosini, who died on Friday the 13th of November, 1868. Quote, Rosini was surrounded to the last by admiring friends, and if be true that like so many Italians he regarded Fridays as an unlucky day and 13 as an unlucky number. It is remarkable that on Friday the 13th of November he passed away. It is possible also that the publication in 1907 of T.W. Lawson's popular novel Friday the 13th contributed to popularizing the superstition. In the novel an unscrupulous broker takes advantage of the superstition to create a Wall Street panic on Friday the 13th. Anyhow, I literally recognize none of the words put together in those sentences for the most part as you could tell from me reading that so (laughs) I'm still confused about why Friday and we'll summarize it up as reasons probably some reasons friday the 13th is unlucky
0: i think it would be a reasonable or logical step to take like the whole reason 13 is unlucky is because it's not natural it comes after the end of the 12 which is the natural base system of the sumerian counting it would go to say that fridays are the ending of things as well so an end and an end are both unlucky
1: yeah i didn't really get into friday and then there's the other things about more religious and god things to do with 13, which we'll see come up. A lot is tied into religions and mythology. That's the western world but other cultures have their own dates of bad luck. So we have Martes Triste in Hispanic and Greek culture, Tuesday the 13th and in Greece, I have to say their reasoning is just more understandable to me. Tuesday is considered dominated by the influence of Ares, the god of war or Mars, the Roman equivalent the falling of Constantinople on the fourth crusade occurred on tuesday the 13th of april 1204 and the fall of constantinople to the ottomans happened tuesday the 29th of may 1453 events that strengthen the superstition about tuesday in addition in greek the name of the date is treaty meaning the third day of the week Adding weight to the superstition since bad luck is said to come in threes. In Italy, they have the 17th of July. The origin of this belief could be traced in the writing of the number 17 in Roman, which is XV11.
0: That one does not matter what day of the week it falls on, right?
1: No, that one's just July 17th. Okay. Bad news. That's not even a day of the week that comes up every so often. That for sure happens every year on the same day.
0: I wonder if they people avoid having children on that day. Like they'll push for like having C sections the day before, or like if you're yeah, going to schedule them that
1: day. If your due dates on that day, like. We have to have a C-section before or after just in case. So by shuffling those Roman numeral digits of the number, one can easily get this word in Latin, which means I have lived. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. It does not even look like letters to me, implying death at present, which is an omen of bad luck. In fact, in Italy, 13 is generally considered a lucky number, although some people may consider 13 an unlucky number as well due to Americanization. The year 2000 parody film, Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th, was released in Italy with the title translated, of course. Shriek, do you have something to do on Friday the 17th? If I had to pick, I would say Greece Knows What's Up, Tuesday the 13th, we should abide by that one. I can get behind. That's good reasoning, I think, for it's Tuesday the 13th to be unlucky. I might also change myself to being Monday the 13th as being a bad luck day. How come I can't hear you? I can't hear you!
0: Sorry, there was crying behind me. I personally really like that you like this reasoning and have listed none of the reasoning just Tuesday.
1: We did talk about that moving on just for fun i thought i would give you a few bad things that have happened on friday the 13th so buckingham palace was bombed during world war ii september 13th 1940 by the germans march 13th 2020 was considered the first official day of the pandemic in the u.s being declared a national emergency by the one and only donald trump Tupac Shakur died, which is still unsolved, by the way.
0: September 13th, 1996.
1: Tupac, Tupac. not Tupac. Tupac,
0: Tupac. Was there not actually just like, somebody was just arrested for that, was it not?
1: Are you serious? Has it been solved? You heard it here first.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, sorry. Two months ago, there was a Las Vegas police search uh, in connection to the Tupac murder. What? Yeah.
1: You heard it here first on Journey to the Fringe. Reporting About three that it months late. Two months ago. <laughs> okay, maybe solved. He died September 13th, 1996.
0: So this may be the strangest editor's note I've ever had to make, but as of September 29th, 2023, Dwayne Keffy D. Davis has been arrested for the murder of Tupac and indicted by a grand jury in Nevada. Apparently there has been changes in a couple weeks since we made this episode and are now editing it.
1: The Costa Concordia ran aground off the coast of Italy January 13th, 2012, the largest passenger ship ever wrecked with almost double the number of people on board the Titanic Uruguayan flight 571 that was headed towards Chile when it crashed landed in the Andes October 13th 1972 where there were the passengers were stranded for 72 hours and were reduced to hiding in the 72 days Not hours. If it was 72 hours, I'd be concerned. For 72 days, and were reduced to hiding in the fuselage of the plane and eating the deceased passengers. Computers fell victim to the Friday the 13th virus, January 13th, 1989, in the UK. Hundreds of computers were affected by the virus, which deleted personal files and slowed them down. Sounds awful. Swedish flight D3 vanished and was never heard from again while flying over the Baltic Ocean June 13, 1952. The Swedish government maintained the story that the plane was performing training exercises. However, it was leaked in the 90s that the crew members were actually spying on the Soviet Union for NATO, even though Sweden was officially neutral during the Cold War. And Russia responded with its own confession. A Russian pilot told a Swedish diplomat that he had shot the plane down. Obviously, lots of things. Things that happened on Friday the 13th I could go on and on But there you have your proof That it is actually an unlucky day And also there are people Who would tell you that it Unlucky things probably don't happen anymore On Friday the 13th yeah. than any other day It's mm.
0: actually just too bad that you don't have a list For Tuesday the 13th
1: They actually don't put those together as nicely As the Friday the no. 13th ones
0: <laughs> Well they might It's just in Greek
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Next up Black Cats. This one originates in Europe. Though cats have often been associated with good luck rather than the opposite, which is bad luck, and the ancient Egyptians fucking loved them. Black and otherwise didn't matter the color. They didn't discriminate. It was there that the belief began that a black cat crossing your path brings good luck. That's not what this episode is about. It's about bad luck. Well, no, it's about superstitions, actually. Things took a turn for the worst for these bastards sometime around the Dark Ages when in 1232, A. A Papal Bull by Pope Gregory the... This would be... One X. The Ninth. The Ninth. Declared them an incarnation of Satan. Those are pretty bold words. Yeah,
0: Popes used to have so much more fun back in the day. Yeah. corrupt is all hell, but like, they got away with a lot more.
1: I would consider that fun. Now that you mention it, just being like, I'm in a bad fucking mood today. Cats are... Fucking incarnations of Satan.
0: There's all sorts of like ridiculous things with the popes.
1: That would be a good episode, maybe.
0: Weird pope stuff.
1: Yeah, weird pope stuff. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so in the 14th century, the association, thanks to the Catholic Church, between black cats and the devil was so prevalent that people believed that they were causing the black death and attempted to exterminate them in the early 17th century in england king charles i had a beloved black cat as a pet upon its death he is said to have lamented that his luck was gone the supposed truth of the superstition was reinforced when he was arrested the very next day and charged with high treason
0: that's just a crappy couple of days
1: (laughs) yeah I mean, it was the cat's fault. Cat
0: dies, Uh, arrested for treason.
1: uh, Black cat. Things only went downhill for black cats from here. With people in the Middle Ages burning them in bonfires on holy days, like Shrove Tuesday and First Sunday of Lent and even Easter. Really disturbing fact. This whole thing against black cats is actually particularly disturbing.
0: It's actually kind of surprising they've existed into modernity.
1: I know. I'm surprised they haven't been wiped out.
0: If you needed them for a sacrifice, Sacrifice for a particular holiday? Does that not mean there's like a black cat breeder out there that's getting them ready for that?
1: True, it it would say. Or are they just
0: catching them?
1: You would need them for that, wouldn't you? Yeah eventually they would be gone so I think you're right. Then there was an association with witchcraft being that many people during the dark ages just happened to have cats to keep pests away so it was just a general popular thing to have on hand. That and the thought was that black cats specifically were witches familiars gifted to them by the devil himself. The black cats may even have had uh, yeah. They were witches themselves. I just said that twice in different ways. So it's a very important point. This seems to have been the dominant belief held by the pilgrims when they came to America and was still a strongly held belief during the Salem witch trials. Another medieval myth told that Satan turned himself into a cat when socializing with witches. The color black has also been associated with evil and death, which didn't help matters for the furry friends who had the misfortune of being born the color of the night, the devil himself. I don't know if the devil is black or what
0: color he is. Actually, but. there's a lot of superstition or folk history where he's called the black man. Again, it's a lot like that stuff we've talked about in previous episodes where it kind of comes across oh, as racist no. now, but like very dark.
1: Just based on my looking into it, probably the association that we see with black cats goes back a long time, obviously. Prevalently, probably coming from the Salem witch trials and them to do with witches, is why we. We see it come for Halloween, around Halloween, otherwise just generally unlucky. I did like the spin on it from another country for crossing but it's unlucky to cross a black ant's path, and that brings bad luck. The giant anteater is targeted by motorists in regions of Brazil who don't want the creature to cross in front of them and give them bad luck.
0: If you hit it, haven't <laughs> you crossed its path?
1: Not technically. <laughs> You're interrupting its path. That one might be more or less spooky, I'm not sure. I'd probably not want to come across an anteater more than a black cat. Anyhow, next up, throwing salt over your shoulder. Now, that may not seem very Halloweeny, but I have found most of the superstitions are linked back to the paranormal, therefore making it Halloweeny. This one is very popular, European Christian descent. Perhaps the next most common superstition, at least in the West, involves tossing salt over one shoulder when you spill it.
0: Uh-oh. What? What's the matter? You spilled the salt. That's what's the matter. Spilling the salt is very bad luck.
1: This superstition involves the idea of warding off evil. In this case, the devil himself. I guess whoever invented this didn't know that the devil was a generous entrepreneur looking to fund churches. Unless the superstition came after he was taken advantage of. In which case, he was a bad dude. We've talked about this. He was sick of people taking advantage of him. In Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper, Jesus betrayer, Jesus, I mean Judas. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I read that wrong, is portrayed as having accidentally spilled the salt. Since Judas was associated with doing something bad, the argument goes that ipso facto so was salt, and throwing it over your shoulder would blind the devil waiting there. In other versions of the superstition, Old Scratch, which I had to look it up, is something the devil also goes by. He has many nicknames. Was thought to reside just over your left shoulder, ready to tempt you. The salt was thrown to the left. Still others say that the sheer value of salt alone in ancient times led to the belief that to spill it was to incur bad fortune, requiring a corresponding ritual or act of penance to prevent worse loss from occurring. Spilling the salt has been considered unlucky for thousands of years. Around 3500 BC, the ancient Sumerians first took to nullifying the bad luck of spilled salt by throwing a pinch of it over their left shoulders. This ritual spread to the Egyptians, the Assyrians, and later the Greeks. The superstition ultimately...
0: That's Super interesting because I would think that this would originate as a superstition like spilling the salt, because salt is absolutely vital to like human su- yeah. survival. To counteract spilling salt, which is a necessary, you get rid of you're you it wasting i more
1: I know yeah. I did, that did oh, sort of yeah, The superstition ultimately reflects how people prized and still prize salt as a seasoning for food. The etymology of the word salary shows how highly we value it. According to Panati, I'm not sure who that is, I just like the quote, the Roman writer Petronius in the Satyricon originated not worth his salt as opprobri- opprobrium for Roman soldiers who were giving special allowances for salt rations called salarium. Salt money, the or the origin of our word salary. I also find it interesting because salt is known to be particularly have some magical properties. It is also something that you use as a form of protection and purification properties.
0: Would you say it has magical qualities or it's magic nullifying? Because like generally it seems like you want to put salt in areas you don't want things to come via vampires or zombies or I guess depending on which culture you're looking at.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, it could go both ways depending on how you look at it. As far as purifying, it has some really good properties for salt therapies as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and it's antibacterial because yeah uh,
1: and it's it's closely tied with the paranormal as well so i find that interesting as well i found this one to be particularly interesting throwing salt over your shoulder next one up broken mirror bringing seven years of bad luck coming again from the ancient greek and romans in ancient greece it was common for people to consult mirror seers who told their fortunes by analyzing their reflections. Quote, divination was performed by means of water and a looking glass. This was called catopromancy. Ah, I think I nailed that one. The mirror was dipped into water and a sick person was asked to look into the glass. If his image appeared distorted, he was likely to die. If clear, he would live. It was the ancient Romans, however, who contributed to the notion that a broken mirror would bring seven years of bad luck. Since it was believed that mirrors can take fragments of our souls, So only poor health and well-being would cause a mirror to crack. And the number seven was seen by the Romans as the number of years required to complete a full life cycle of sickness and renewal on your soul. Basically, your soul regenerated every seven years. Hence, the seven years of bad luck to regenerate that whole new soul, I guess. But then they also felt that you could prevent a horrible outcome by gathering the broken pieces of the mirror and burying them by the moonlight. So I also wonder with this as with salt mirrors are kind of seen as potential portals to other worlds as well because you're looking at yourself but it's not yourself and it's also seen as being able to see into another dimension type of thing so just another type of paranormal thing coming into it as well next one step on a crack break your mother's back yes that's a famous superstition one that i think we all heard growing up maybe i'm still wary of cracks I don't want to break my mother's. shouldn't back. step on him yep <laughs> this one is deeply ingrained in me it comes from african and european folklore another superstition involving something cracked or being broken associated with bad luck is the superstition of stepping on a crack as foretelling or even causing harm to a family member As with mirrors, cracks in the earth on a sidewalk or almost anywhere have long been seen as portals to realms of the supernatural for both good and ill. The step on those cracks might be to invite or release unwelcome spirits into the world ready to do one harm. Next one, saying bless you for sneezes. Yawning and sneezing were very high-risk activities, according to the Romans and Greeks. There are a lot of beliefs about the soul being separate, as we have seen come up already, with the mirror and whatever else I talked about. <laughs> I'm busy. I can't recall it all. There was um, other stuff, I'm Yeah. sure. <laughs> when you dream they believe your soul is separate when you break a mirror your soul is separate and when you sneeze your soul cannot get back in maybe so saying bless you was a way for an outsider to help protect you against losing your soul in a freak sneezing accident so I saved one of my favorites for last and it's not really Halloween related but we probably can't say this was a good thing this was interesting this is a superstition we should bring back because it's not prevalent anymore. But I like the concept and I find it Halloween related because it's spooky and is a messed up and it just like fits perfectly with the Halloween spirit. This is called the hand of glory. And I found it because I was looking up superstitions for Halloween episode, because that's what I'm talking about right now. And I was looking at lucky rabbit's foot specifically, but obviously it didn't fit because it's not in this episode, but this came up as inspiration for potentially why the lucky rabbit's foot came to become and bring good luck. Do you want to take a stab at what it is?
0: Uh, is it monkey paw related?
1: It could be. I could see it being monkey paw related. Because they
0: have hands. And that sounds like a hand of glory.
1: It did start me thinking about monkey paws. And if we should do an episode on a monkey paw.
0: That's my best guess
1: okay so the hand of glory is are you ready for it Brace? like hold on to your chair the okay. dried pickled hand of a hanged man okay. preferably the left or if the person was hung for murder the hand that did the deed was the most sought after
0: that seems unlucky in my mind for they were caught
1: it it's very or has the good. karma
0: balanced out
1: it's very good okay perhaps In their karma? I don't know. Let's read what I have. I feel like it won't give you any answers though, but let's just read and find out. Old European beliefs attribute great powers to the hand of glory combined with a candle made from the fat of the corpse of the same person who died on the gallows. The candle so made, lighted, and placed. This is written in weird English. Yeah, I didn't write this like this, so, but I will continue on. The candle so made lighted and placed as if it in a candlestick in the hand of glory would be have rendered motionless all persons to whom it was presented. The process for preparing the hand and the candle are described in 18th century documents. The concept inspired short stories and poems in the 19th century. The candle could be put out only with milk. In another version, the hair of the dead man is used as the wick and the candle would give light only to the holder. The Hand of Glory also purportedly had the power to unlock any door it came across. Anyhow, it's Wait. said that the lucky... Yeah.
0: Do you have to, like, pick the door with the hand, or is it just, like, you put it on the knob and it just, like, turned?
1: In my, like, mind's eye, I just envision, like, presenting the hand to the door, and it, like, flies open. Okay. <laughs> is how I picture it. There's no details. So, we just have to let our imagination do the thinking on it. It's
0: also okay. And I'm just like, if that's what it's useful for, then why isn't it like a thief's hand? Like, I don't understand how a murderer's hand would be able to open a door no. compared to a thief's hand because the thief's hand should know how to do it.
1: No, you're right. It from muscle memory, of course. Yeah, but no, it that does not work. I assume they did the work only there. The- it's
0: got to be based on something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's only this. Like I said, it said that the Lucky Rabbit's foot was connected to the Hand of Glory, maybe inspired, because, like, taking hands was going out of style.
0: And, you know, those murderous and criminal rabbits that were constantly hanging. There was just a surplus of rabbits' feet due to this.
1: Yeah. This one isn't really, like, superstitious-related in retrospect, but superstition led me here, so I stand by my choice. Don't judge the process. And I feel like this is is
0: somewhat... a trope in like Halloween decorations is hands holding candles and I always just kind have. of assumed that that was what? kind of just like for the creepiness but it could be inspired by this
1: it could be apparently it makes his way into pop culture a lot more than I ever suspected because I've never heard of this but there is a whole well, thing and, on it and yeah
0: a it page. and it has to do a lot um, or at least I see a lot of um, similarities in like the the left hand being the evil hand as well then that's the hand that you take.
1: Yeah, as we see in the evil dead. Was it his left hand?
0: Yeah, idle hand as well. I'm pretty sure it's his left hand. I'm trying to think of anything else.
1: What about it? Where is it thing? In the Adam Family? I wonder if that's a left hand.
0: It's a good question. I bet it is.
1: That's a very good question. Somebody let us know.
0: Well, I do find a lot of these interesting and you see a lot of these showing up in other cultures as well, just slightly different is fun as well. Like there's unlucky numbers in basically every culture. When you look at it from the Asian perspective, it's more so the numbers that sound like death, like the word they have for death in those languages. Yes that end up being the unlucky ones. And you shouldn't give gifts in that number. And then you see the Westernization of those countries as well. And now they're starting to adopt 13 as an unlucky number. So there's just like a whole array of numbers you have to avoid. When like building buildings.
1: Yes, there was one that came up in Japan. That's the number four. I have it written here. The thing I was going to say is the hand of glory also comes up in Harry Potter. Oh. Yeah, I just had to say that because I remembered what I was going to say. I just want to put in some honorable mentions quickly for some quick halloween superstitions. Cemetery superstitions. If you hold your breath while you drive by a cemetery, evil spirits can enter your body. On passing a graveyard or a house where someone has died, you turn your pockets inside out to make sure you don't bring home ghosts in your pocket. There's an old superstition that says the body, which is put in the first grave dug in a new graveyard, is always claimed by the devil. Don't lay in a coffin unless you're dead, of course. Or it is said that anyone who lies in a coffin, even for fun, is inviting death and that no item of clothing belonging to a living person should ever be placed on a corpse when it is placed in a coffin or as it rots in the grave so will the rightful owner decline towards death don't forget to feed knockers in cornwall when eating a yummy cornish pasty a folded pastry with meat and vegetables inside you throw the ends away to the knockers who are mischievous spirits that live in the mines be careful at a crossroads on halloween or a disembodied spirit was thought to be sitting there on all hallows eve to get you don't eat blackberries on halloween it's said to be evil to eat blackberries on halloween let's just end it with the cemeteries and laying in a coffin and that is it do you subscribe to any of these superstitions taylor
0: see i would say no but there's a lot that are subconscious where you kind of just do it like even driving through tunnels like i'll hold my breath Oh, I yeah. don't know about <laughs> graveyards per se, but definitely tunnels.
1: Yeah, like it's something that you've learned since you were a kid, so it's just ingrained in you to keep it's it. It's easier to,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: like, I'm totally... Instead of
0: having to struggle in your mind with that, like, logically, this makes no sense.
1: Yeah, and I totally avoid cracks on
0: sidewalks. Yeah. As
1: much as I hate to admit that.
0: Well, and, yeah, whenever I hear somebody sneeze, like, it's just polite to say bless you and make sure that their soul remains within.
1: Well, of course, it's impolite not to. What if their soul gets out and can't get back in?
0: No, and that's just something you don't want to see as a soul about...
1: You could also attribute it to ocd doing things like this yeah but i don't know i think they're so weird i think you've probably heard of all of them that's kind of where a lot of them came from and why they're done and it's so funny that i'm avoiding cracks to this day and it's something that came from so long ago
0: yeah because it all of these are ingrained so early it's something that you generally don't really think about where they come from
1: yeah no, not and at all. You just like Sometimes eating.
0: there's not even answers, like Friday the 13th. It's just, yeah, that's the unlucky day.
1: It just is. So that's it. I hope I made awesome. your Halloween a little bit more spooky. Or at, or at least not. compulsive. Exactly. And maybe I just clarified your Halloween for you a little.
0: Yeah, in any event, don't think about it. Just enjoy your stitions of the super varietal. And in the meantime, I have been Taylor, here with Chelsea. We are Journey to the Fringe. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hey. Thank you for listening to Journey to the Fringe. If you have liked what you have listened to, please like For now, I'll see you in the next episode.